We praise your holy name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. We thank you tonight for your word. We pray that you will apply it. And that we may use what you are revealing to us. To change our lives. And to change this church. And to change this community. In the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. You may be seated around the church tonight. Before we get started. This is the first night. That our Friday night service. Is running live on our Roku channel. And we're happy about this. Now these changes will be more in effect next week. But every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, our sermons will be streaming live on our Roku channel. So make sure, if you are available in various areas of the country, to take advantage of this so you can hear the word of the Lord and be blessed by it. Tonight, we're starting a new year, 2024. And I could stand here and give you a million prophecies about what's going to happen in the next calendar year. Except for one thing. I'm not going to do that. No. We're going to be talking about what the Lord wants us to do. This is a year where we will focus on the church. There's going to be a lot of noise going around the country and around the world during the course of this year. And yes, we need to be praying for our country. We need to be praying for the situations around the world. But we need to really focus on what the Lord has in store for us here in this church, in this ministry, and what He has in store for your lives as believers in Jesus. There are three things that's really going to define this year. I'm going to throw it four. Four things that will define this year. One, your participation in church. You need to be in the house of the Lord. For those in the San Joaquin County, Stanislaus County region, Holy Ghost Fire Church, Friday 6, Saturday 6, and Sunday morning, 10.30 a.m. For those in other parts of the country, you really need to attach yourself to a local church. This is a year we really need to be committed to the local church. The local church is what's going to change your community more than anything else. It's best to be part of a local church right now. So when the Lord begins to move to the local church, you will be there really at the ground floor at the beginning. You really need to be committed to your local church. And let me expand on that. It goes beyond the services. It goes into witnessing days. It goes into fellowship that we have one with the other. 
It goes into work days. Every aspect of the church. And let me throw in giving into that also. Every aspect of the local church you need to be involved with. You will be blessed. And your blessings from the Lord really are going to be set by the amount that you bless your local church with. Money, time, service. Are we together on this? For those who are here, this is a year of laser focus on the ministry of this church, not just inside the walls of this church, but in the community surrounding this church. We are the lighthouse for this region. We're the ones that's going to affect the change. We, as a local church, our focus needs to be on ministry. It needs to be on service. And it needs to be on Jesus. Are we together on that? So emphasis number one is what? Be part and be active in a local church. Number two, this is a year of praise, of praise and worship. When we look at the final psalm, Psalm 150, what do we see there? Psalm 150, praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord in his sanctuary, meaning praise the Lord in the sea. H-U-R-C-H. Praise the Lord in the church. This goes back also to being active in the church. Part of being active is singing and raising your hands and praising your Lord. The next line. Praise Him in the firmament of His power. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with stringed instruments and organs. Praise him with the loud cymbals. Praise him with the high-sounding cymbals. That everything that hath breath, praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. As a church... We need to be focused on praising and worshiping the Lord. But we're going to go a step further. When you're outside the church, when you're in your private prayer time, you need to make an emphasis of actually praising the Lord, of worshiping Him. There are many ways to do this. Some with song. Some with what comes from the heart. But we need to be a church and believers that really set ourselves apart in these days ahead for praise to the Lord. In reading through the life of the ministry of David Wilkerson, he said one of the key things in his turnaround, what the Lord did in his life, was when he set time apart, not just to be in the Word and be in prayer, but set time apart to be in praise to the Lord, to give thanks, to give glory, to give honor, to worship the Lord, building a personal relationship with the Lord. If you want to be able 
to worship in the church. You need to be able to worship at home first. I grew up in a house where music and praise and worship were encouraged. Why am I now singing and praising the Lord in church? It started in the home. We praise the Lord at home, and then we bring that attitude of prayer, of praise and worship to the local church. Are we together on this? What you do in your private time, it's going to be modeled in what you do in the church, in the community, at whatever function we are at, praising the Lord in private, it will open the door for praise in the church. Are we still here? Let's go to number three. Number three is what? I already hinted at it. Prayer. This is a year of prayer. We need to set time aside to develop a relationship with the Lord. Praise is part of it. Prayer is another part of it. We need to be in communication with the Lord. Now let me tell you something. This is going to be more experience. In order to praise the Lord, in order to worship the Lord, in order to pray and be in the Word and really even be in church, you're going to need to be disciplined about it which means you do it regardless of how you feel or what's going on around you. It really takes a discipline. Even when you're having a lousy day and the dog is barking at you and the kids are barking at you and the spouse is barking at you and the cat's meowing at you, actually the cat's even barking at you, you need to set all that aside and make the time and make the effort to be in the prayer closet, to be in prayer to the Lord and be in praise. Now let's go to the flip side of that. When everything is going wonderful and great and fantastic, that's the time you really need to make the time to be in the prayer closet, to be in Prayer to the Lord. Are we together on this? Even in the in-between time. It's really a Holy Ghost discipline to do this. Will the flesh fight you? Yes, it will. The flesh is going to fight to continue to have its own way. But with the help of the Holy Spirit... You really can discipline yourself to do so. This is something we have to work at. Now, when we look at what we should be praying, we're going to go through our main prayer points. But let me stress something about these prayer points. These prayer points are not just prayer points. These are the goals that we have in the church for this year. 
these are not just things to pray about. These are areas we want to see in operation in the church during the course of the coming year. This is not just something to pray to take some time off the clock. This is really something that we need to stress and desire. Book of 1 Chronicles for a moment. 1 Chronicles. A number of years ago, the prayer of Jabez was one of the more popular books out there. One of the more popular prayers. Even a few songs were written about it. We go by the Vicky version of the song, which says, This is my prayer that you will bless me. This is my prayer that your hand would be with me. This is my prayer from evil you keep me from. This is my prayer it would not grieve me. Enlarge my territory. Can I start with that last part first? Yes. We need to be blessed financially, health-wise, and spiritually. Amen? Those are areas we will pray with you for. That you will be blessed in your finances, in your health, in your job, in things spiritual. But we also are praying for the Lord to bless the church in the same way. That the Lord will bless the church financially. Spiritual health, we're praying for the church to be blessed in that area. Spiritual health, absolutely. From evil you keep me from. We definitely should be praying for the evil not to affect our lives. And we definitely should be praying for the evil not to protect, not to attack this church. Are we together on this? Then what's that last part? Enlarge our territory. We have a bigger vision than just from the front door to the back wall. Our vision, the territory being enlarged, will cover our community and our region. We're located pretty close to the Highway 99 corridor. And this is a region that needs the gospel in a way that people cannot even imagine. There's a lot of crime. There's a lot of poverty. There's a lot of depression. There's a lot of things that affect this valley region. We are praying that the Lord will enlarge the territory of this church to cover all these areas in order so we can bring the life-changing gospel of Jesus Christ to everyone in this area. We are a local church. We're a community church. But we are also going to be a regional church and a global church. We're already fulfilling a lot of the global by people watching us at various parts of the country and various parts of the world. But the emphasis on being a community and regional church is important. We will pray for the Lord to enlarge our territory. And that will mean 
Yes. Enlarging the vision of what we are going to see. Not just what's in front of us, but the vision of what's going to be literally for this entire region. Are we still here? So yes, the Lord to bless your life and the church. Amen. The Lord to bless your health, your finances, you spiritually. That the protecting hand of the Lord be on you. And that the Lord will enlarge the territory of this church. And let me add, enlarge the territory of you individually through the blessings of the Lord in your life. Are we still here? This is goals for this year. That we are blessed. That we see our territory enlarged. That we are protected from the enemy. Look at Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. More goals. Acts chapter 4. And let's dive in. At verse 29, where it said, And now, Lord, behold their threatenings, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word by stretching forth thy hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of your holy child Jesus. So what do we see here? The first goal of this section, boldness to preach or boldness to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. The number one reason I've read that people don't witness for Jesus is shyness. They really are afraid of talking to people. Well, what we're talking about here is something that will go beyond the fear of talking with people, shyness, things like that. A boldness to proclaim the gospel. The only way we can be effective witnesses for Jesus is if there is a holy boldness in our life, a boldness that comes from the Holy Ghost. We said last Sunday what? This is going to be a year of the Holy Ghost. For this to be a year of the Holy Ghost, we need to allow the Holy Ghost to give us boldness in our witness of Jesus. It goes beyond what happens behind a pulpit, even though this is important. This goes to when we are in public. This goes to those who are on the musical instruments singing praise to the Lord. This goes beyond the walls of this church. A boldness given to us by the Lord to minister in ways that we have never ministered before. We need this now more than ever. The next part, healing in the church. I want to see the Holy Spirit move 
in such a way where people who come into this church, they are healed. They are completely restored, be it physical, be it ailments or disabilities or sickness or disease, be it those who have emotional problems or mental problems. The Lord can heal every single one of them. And this is something we are trusting the Lord and depending on the Holy Ghost to do. The Holy Ghost is the one who will operate this in the church. We need to allow it. We need to expect it. We need to practice it. I know a lot of people, again from research, they are afraid to lay hands on people and pray for them because they think nothing's going to happen. And if you walk into a prayer, laying hands on the sick, thinking nothing's going to happen, you'll probably get that 100% of the time. Faith in Jesus. You are not the healer. All you're asked to do is what the Spirit is asking you to do. If you've been asked to lay hands through the permission of the church, we do that. We're expecting something to happen, but we are not responsible for it to happen. We believe in the Holy Ghost that He will flow and the power of God through the Spirit will flow into the person and they will be healed. We need to give the Holy Ghost the opportunity to do what God wants Him to do. We need the ones laying hands on people. We need to believe that God will do what he said he's going to do to the Spirit. The one being prayed for needs to believe that he will receive, she will receive the healing that they are looking for. Faith becomes vital in this. A faith that God will do it. And that when you walk away from the altar, you will be healed. This is a goal for the year. The next part of this is what? Signs and wonders. We saw in the Gospels so many signs and wonders. Talk about voices coming saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased about five loaves and two fishes being turned into 5,000 meals. By everything that Jesus did in his ministry and how he said to his followers, greater things than this shall ye do, and it starts to happen. In Acts chapter 2, what was the prediction, signs, and wonders? And in this Holy Ghost era, Signs and wonders. Signs and wonders, they do two things. One, they build the faith of the believer. 
Two, they open the eyes of the lost. It gets their attention. I remember watching a clip of someone being prayed for. He was a very hardened Viking. And it was like, what did you do to me? Because he felt the power of God. He experienced what we would call a sign and a wonder. And it got his attention. There are times we have prayed for people. And the Spirit gets their attention through signs and wonders. We need to see all of this in the church. We need to see all nine of the gifts in operation. This is a goal. Signs and wonders. Now, why do we need this? What the goal in Acts 4 was, was twofold. To preach the gospel to those who were lost, but also to stand in the day of trouble and trial. I mean, if you look at Acts 5, before the apostles testified in Acts 5, about saying we'd rather we need to obey God rather than man. What was in the scene before that? The jailbreak where all the apostles were released out of jail. A sign and a wonder. We need things like this. So when we enter into what we would consider Difficult and hard situations. Our faith will be built and the eyes of those around us are open. Are we still here? Okay, follow with me. Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. What does it say in Ephesians chapter 1? And let's dive in at verse 16 where it says, Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. What we're talking about here is Bible-based prayers. Here is the goal of the Apostle Paul to see these things in operation in the Ephesus church. What we just saw in Acts chapter 4, the apostles wanted to see this in operation in the Jerusalem church. The Holy Spirit, he wants to see every part of this in operation in Holy Ghost Fire Church. He wants to see this in operation in every single church that worships the Lord and allows the Spirit to freely operate. These are not a wish list. This is the goal list of what we want the Spirit to do. Are we together on this? That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, one may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. In a few minutes, probably not even until tomorrow now, 
we will be talking about the importance of being in the Word as the year goes on. But when you are in the Word, unless you have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of God, this is going to be hard to understand. You will be easily distracted. Things will come up. You'll start doing them. Back to the Holy Spirit giving you the discipline to do this. But that discipline begins with the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. There are three places where you can really apply this. One, the Word of God. Two, your local church. When the minister is preaching, the Spirit will reveal unto you what the meaning of the message is. And we need to help. And three, the moving of the Holy Spirit in your life. And yes, there has been times in just going about through the course of the events of the day that the Lord reveals things and gives the wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. This one was probably one of the first times I really realized it. I was at a theme park, and as you know, theme parks can be very, very loud, ridiculously loud. And in the midst of all of that, there is thousands of voices, tens of thousands of voices, and they might as well all sound like Charlie Brown's teacher. Yet, I heard one girl who I knew who was part of our group and I was able to recognize her voice from the crowd. Mr. Hope, what time is it? Okay, fine, I give the time. But then the Spirit brings something to my mind at that moment. This is how the Lord hears. Even with all the people in this world, He knows your voice. The believer in Jesus. He knows your voice. That should give us a pause to give a praise unto the Lord. He knows your voice just like I knew the voice of that girl in a crowd of a few thousand people. The only voices I knew in that park, the only ones I could hear, were the ones I knew beforehand the members of the group. Now, why in the world did that come to me in the middle of a theme park a long way from a church? Because the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of God is present through the Holy Spirit if you allow Him to operate. Even if it's three, four hundred miles from home in the middle of a theme park. The Spirit will reveal unto you these things. Our goal is to see the Holy Spirit reveal so much about the Word to you through this church and its services. When we are in the Word, and let me add something here. The term is meditate. We'll talk about this one probably more tomorrow night to take the time to think 
about the word. To allow the spirit to reveal the word by thinking and meditating about the scriptures. Are we together on this? The spirit will reveal to you the wisdom and knowledge of the word of God. But there is a time aspect and a desire. As I said, this is not a wish list. This is a goal. Let me keep moving. Next, verse 18. That the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. These being able to see things in the spirit realm that you have never seen before. I'm not talking about seeing demons or anything like that. I'm talking about seeing things in the natural, then seeing things in the spiritual, in the light of God's Word. There are those who look at things natural, and that's all they see. Yet they wonder, why in the world... Do we know what we know? Because the Spirit is opening our eyes and giving us a spiritual insight of natural things. Are we together on this? The Spirit will give you a spiritual insight into natural things that ye may know what is the hope of your calling. The Lord has called us as servants, to do whatever we are doing. Not everyone that's called to be a minister, I understand that. But we are called to whatever the Lord is leading us to do through the local church. The first call, definitely salvation. The second call, baptism of the Holy Ghost. The third call really is to be an active part of the local church. A very active part. You have been called to this church. Those who walk through the door and it's coming here, they have been called to this local church. Those watching, you have been called to your local church. The hope of your calling. Eventually, all this leads to what? The Lord doing what we are believing for Him to do. The Lord doing what He wants us to do in the church in our lives. The hope of His calling. What's next? The riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. There's a lot of times we tend to ignore what's on the other side because we're in the here and now. We cannot ignore that. We have inheritance rights. And that inheritance rights, because we are adopted children of God, is for what God has for us on the other side. But let me add this. We are heirs now. Joint heirs with Christ. Why can we believe for things spiritual? Why can we believe for things natural? We can believe for things spiritual and things natural because we are the adopted sons of God. 
Now, what the Spirit wants us really to realize is who we are. Adopted heirs of Christ. That means what? Riches are the glory and your inheritance in the saints. Verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe? Power. And this goes beyond laying hands on the sick and seeing them recover or signs and wonders. We need to see the power of the Holy Ghost in operation in our lives, in our church, in every single area. Power also means authority, which means the authority of Jesus in our lives so we can show this to others. We do what we have been authorized to do by God the Father. The exceeding greatness of His power to who? Those who believe that would be us. Now, what have we seen tonight? We have seen really the goals that the Lord has for this church. What the goals are for you as individual believers in Jesus. I'm a believer. You're a believer. We are seeing this as goal. And that goes back to what we started the message with. A goal to be active in church. To be active in praise. To be active in prayer. Praying for these things to be active in our lives and in our church. These are our goals for the coming year. As I said, very beginning. The focus is on the church. And the focus is everything we've talked about tonight, but we're going to talk about tomorrow night. The focus is this. The more we seek the Lord and expect these things to happen, the more they will happen and it will be a wonderful thing that the Lord is doing. These are our goals for the year. And we believe with 100% assurance that the Lord will do each of these things. But we've got to play our part. We've got to do what the Spirit tells us to do. And that begins by being in church. This begins by being in praise, being in the Word, and being in prayer. This will happen when we seek the Lord for these things that stand across the church tonight. Lift up your hands and praise the Lord.